not making out. It was just one kiss. Yeah, well, by the time that gets to Miss Patty's, it's a scene from nine and a half weeks. ultimate Gilmore Girls movie night podcast. We are here to talk about my number one, my new favorite movie, Nine and a Half Weeks. Nope. We are going to discuss this movie, what we loved about it, um, maybe what we disliked, which I don't think there was really much. It was horrible. Okay, yeah, the movie might have not been good. It was really bad. So we're going to get into this. Hopefully our podcast Mm. is a little more entertaining than the movie. I don't think it would take much. It wouldn't. It's already more entertaining. You're welcome, world. <laughs> You're welcome. My intro nice. was super entertaining. Oh my god! Where was this movie mentioned in Gilmore Girls? Is mentioned in the episode of season one called "Kiss and Tell" when Rory kisses Dean and Lorelai finds out and says that by the time it gets to Miss Patty, it's like a scene in nine and a half weeks. Is that the only time it's mentioned? Yeah. Okay. That's the only time it deserves to be mentioned because it's stupid. Okay. Whenever I saw what was said and the dialogue to go along with this movie, I thought it was going to be the part of the show that I have seen where is it? I, I think it's Dean and her spend the night in Patty's or in someone's barn. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is, is it that scene? No. It's not that? No, this is their very That's, first okay. kiss. That's where I assumed it was because like, that makes sense that afterwards they're saying, hey, you, it's going to be spread around like nine and a half weeks. No, this was their very first kiss. That one was more serious because Emily was there when they found out that they were found. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, everyone listening is probably a Gilmore Girls fan, so they know this, but it was more intense. They had a big dramatic argument, so there was no like joking around about that. Okay. What is your background with this movie? So I watched this movie when I did it for my blog, and I hated it, and it was terrible. I'm like a little bit angry that this movie was available on Netflix to have the DVDs mailed out because that was the only way I watched them and like other movies weren't. It's frustrating to me. I have none. No history. I knew nothing about it. I think I knew who was in it, but that was basically it. I don't think so, prior to watching it, though, I really knew anything about it. Like, I didn't know who was in it. I didn't yeah. know anything about it. I want to go ahead and before we get into this movie, I want to discuss the number one new segment in basically podcasting people are talking about the segment and it's making all the rounds with podcasts so i want to do our newest segment are you ready (sighs) okay let's play five degrees or less of gene kelly five degrees five degrees or less of gene kelly christine berensky was in this movie who is she she played Tia, I think her name was. I only saw People her. People had names in this movie? I, I only saw her in one scene, and it was when they were all around the table. You know who Christine Bransky is? Wait, is she the one that was in the, the live action Grinch with Jim? Yes. Kim? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And she's in Chicago. Yeah. And okay. I was she was in to one see scene. Yeah. Then I saw her. She, she, was, she was in more. that first scene. That was it. Not first. All right. Well, here's Early. the. Well, she was in a movie called Crackers with Jack Warden. That's one degree. He's an actor. I don't know who all these people are. He's an actor. Jack Warden was in Run Silent, Run Deep with Burt Lancaster. There's a movie called Run Silent, Run Deep? Yes. With Burt Lancaster. What does that mean? I don't know. I've never seen the movie. So that's two. Okay. 
Bert Lancaster was in From Here to Eternity with a Mr. Francis Sinatra. He was in that? Yes. You've never seen From Here to Eternity. I haven't seen it. Because we wanted to see it. I know about it. I've never seen it. Because I wanted to see it. We just never... We will see it. Yeah. Frank Sinatra, there's a huge ground story with him getting that. Whenever we watch the movie, we'll get into that. So that's three. And then Frank Sinatra is in Anchors Away, taking out to the ballgame, and on the town with Gene Kelly. Wow. So four degrees. Impressive. Stop the podcast now. We can't get any better than this. We can. Okay. Okay. I don't know so if we will talk about this movie, but we we could potentially. Uh, well, let's get into the greatest movie ever made. It's in New York, New York City, and John is a wealthy businessman. He seduces Elizabeth Kim Basinger, who's recently divorced after a three-year marriage. My synopsis is going to be super quick because this movie really doesn't have a plot. Yeah. And like every little like, minute detail doesn't matter in my opinion. So after we're done, if you want to talk about certain spots, we can do that. Or if you are able to catch me. But Okay, I number just, one. Already interrupting. The crowds in New York City. Did that not look horrifying to you? It gave me so much anxiety to see her walking through the crowds of New York City. Oh. And people are still doing that now. But like it gave me so oh, much Oh, because anxiety. of COVID? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. It gave me so much anxiety. Because when I'm watching movies, I forget about COVID. Um, must be nice. <laughs> so I never think about... Hey, they're all walking. I think just crowds in general give me anxiety because I don't like people. But mm, I especially yeah. don't like people that could give me COVID. Because uh-huh. that was not fun. But that gave me a lot of anxiety. Number two, my second note was that Kim Basinger is a babe. She was very good looking. She was. Like, even considering that it was the 80s and no one was good looking. <laughs> she was very good looking. Yeah. We tried really hard in the 80s to cover up the people that were good looking with mm-hmm. horrible fashion. Yeah. but. Yeah, and she's very attractive. Talking about it being very eighties. Number three the for music. me, the music was pure eighties crap. Night. It was so bad. It was um, it was not the best music to the synthesizers used. Like they needed to put a warning at the front that like no synthesizers were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was awful, but also I really enjoyed it. I did not. So I had a mixed reaction to it. I guess it felt very similar to the flash dance music. That's true. Just both of them were in the 80s. Yeah. That makes sense. So John and Elizabeth meet. He first comes across as funny adventurous, but it soon becomes clear that's not all he's into. He plays strange sexual games with Liz, blindfolding her, putting ice on her body, making her crawl on the floor to him, and hypnotizing her with the sound of a watch he gave her, suggesting that every day at 12 o'clock she think of him touching her. Have we passed the Ferris wheel alone part? I have no idea. This movie felt like a fever dream. Any, any part of this movie, I feel, could have been taken and plopped in another nice. part of the well, movie. Well, at one point so. after they started dating. I mean, that they, was early on. Yeah. So, yeah. They went... Yeah, it was early on. Okay, so... Because that was, like, the first time... I feel like the first time that they met, they... Yeah. Around that time. Okay, so that you don't need to go watch this movie, I'll explain what happened. But they went on a date, and they were walking through New York, and they came up to, like, some fair or something. And he had her sit on the Ferris wheel... And I believe she was expecting him to get on with her, and he didn't. And then he just paid the guy to take it all the way up. And then, and then he left it. her there. And he paid the guy to go get coffee. And just left her at the top mm-hmm. of a Ferris wheel. And they had not been dating long enough for her to, like, try to work through that. <laughs> also, their first sexual escapade involved him blindfolding her. And oh, yeah. if you don't know the person you're with well, I don't think you should blindfold she is a single woman in New York. 
how does she not know better than to let a person she met on the street blindfold on that day her? on that day blindfold her that was dumb i'm yeah. shocked she wasn't already dead that was dumb that was dumb that was dumb you dumb <laughs> kim basinger elizabeth elizabeth we don't want to say the actresses. Oh my gosh, why do you get so mad at me when I do that? <laughs> because the <laughs> hatred you have towards a character or the disdain, I want to be at the character and not at the actor. I don't dislike Kim Basinger. But when you say Kim Basinger, you're dumb, people might misconstrue that. As me saying Kim Basinger is dumb. Yes. Okay, and, right. and Kim Basinger listens to our podcast. And I don't want her to convincing her stop listening <laughs> you are not going to like this <laughs> so elizabeth's world is thrown into chaos as she hungers for john sexually wanting to know who he really is however john is unwilling to give her any kind of hint as to his background she tries to introduce him to her circle of friends but he refuses telling her all he wants is the nights with her she can have the day with her friends which is a red flag i mean if like what why why, why? Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah, and also like this is nothing to do with the movie. Oh, good. But like, what happened to Mickey Rourke? <laughs> he looked. I mean, like, he was a good-looking dude. Yeah, he lost thirty pounds for this movie. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had never seen pictures or anything of him like pre two thousands, pre the wrestler, I guess. And I mean, he had lots of surgery because he boxed for a time in the early nineties. And that basically tore up his face. It did. He so he had to have reconstructive surgery. He's jacked but... now because, I mean, I only saw him in Iron Man 3? 2? Last night you said three? 2. When Was it, it 2? Yeah. Okay. can't remember. He's jacked, but like, he looks crazy. Yeah. He looks crazy. He does. I, and wasn't he, he like Russian I, or something? What? The, wasn't he like Russian in the Iron Man 2? He had like a, I he had no an accent. I think Iron he was Man supposed two. to be Russian. I have no idea. We watched it. Like, we did, but the Iron Man ago. movie, the Iron Man movies, those I, were early in that. Yeah, we for those listening, we watched all we watched all the Marvel movies in chronological order. Yes, based yes. on when they were set, mm-hmm. not so, when they came out. Yeah, based on when they were set. So we started with Captain America because it started in the fifties. Yeah. Iron Man, was, I feel like, was early in the Iron Man was it, early. It was like five or six, I think. But there's still a few we haven't seen. Was, we haven't seen the latest ones that came out. But yeah. yeah, and yeah, and I so I don't really have any memory of who he played in that because I've seen it once. All I, I have a vivid memory of him on a racetrack, flinging a metal electrical whip at mm-hmm. Iron Man. That's all I remember. But man, he—I mean, he was. Who were we comparing him to? Last I night? thought he looked like an early, like '80s, early '90s ish Bruce Willis. Yes, and yeah. I thought, and I guess the way he talked as well. I thought it was. Yeah, he gave me those vibes. And I thought he looked like Ed Norton. So Bruce Willis, Ed Norton. But like young up. Ed Norton, not Ed Norton today. Yeah. Like Fight Club Ed Norton. He was a good looking guy. Yeah. And then he was like, "I'm gonna go be a boxer and destroy my physical appearance." That's what you do. Slowly, Elizabeth. Becomes increasingly dependent on John. He feeds her in the morning, bathes her, takes care of her, and makes love to her in ways she never experienced. She finally realizes that their relationship is unhealthy and is driven to the edge when John starts to have sex with a prostitute in front of her in a dingy motel room. So she can't think straight anymore, desperately unhappy. Here's the thing And and then her ex-husband starts dating her best friend. Oh, yeah, and her friend was super weird about telling her that she slept with him. Mm -hmm. So, like... The ex-husband wanted to go out with Elizabeth, 
like her friend told her like hey your ex-husband called mm-hmm. and he seems really sad he wants to go out to dinner and she was like all preoccupied with john and she said you go out with him like he needs someone to talk with you can go with him and then like a week or so later her friend was like we slept together but it was like super nonchalant mm-hmm. and even elizabeth's reaction was also super nonchalant like it felt like a very weird plot line to add to the story like it just didn't make sense to me the whole movie got to the end of the movie and i was like what was the point of any of this what did we learn from this movie could they have pulled out all the stuff about her ex she didn't even need to be married i feel like that wasn't even any addition to the story she didn't need to be like newly divorced yeah and really well with this movie it was interesting because i kept expecting for john to think that he was like like evil and yeah. the worst human being. And while he was gross and things he did, like, he never seemed like a villain, which yeah. I kept expecting him to turn he into. He was, like, misogynistic and, like. But, like, she was able to walk away at the yeah. end. Yeah. It wasn't a. That's she why it was she didn't so do it for weird. his life. It wasn't, or it wasn't, like, a cautionary tale. It wasn't, like, Cause, like, this romantic love story. It was just, like, this really. It was, like, a bad dating story that lasted for two hours. Nine and a half weeks. For our purposes. Okay, for two our hours. Purposes, two hours. Yeah, and I, I kept expecting for him to turn into the quote-unquote villain. No, oh, the and, worst thing he did was, like, have a prostitute come. Yeah, like, I mean, he's a gross person, and she shouldn't be dating him necessarily. I but slap that smirk off his face. He had this, like, really obnoxious smirk the whole time, mm-hmm. and I just, like, just wanted to hit him. There's someone else that he reminded me of, and I cannot think of who it is. It's going to drive me nuts. There's someone else. I don't know. Some other actor. I can't think of who it is. So in the end, she leaves John telling him it's too little too late when he tries to tell her about himself. When she walks out the door into the apartment complex courtyard, he whispers to himself that he loves her and that she had better come back in 50 seconds. She doesn't, and the movie ends with her walking down the streets of the city, crying and thinking about the fact that for nine and a half weeks, she had an erotic affair with a perfect stranger. And that's literally... It's so the movie. weird. It's so weird. We've never gone so quickly through the synopsis. <laughs> no. But... I, I do have another couple of notes. Yeah. I kept thinking about, uh, if you don't watch New Girl, you won't know this, but watching them act like the sex they were having was like the greatest sex in the whole world just made me think of New Girl when Nick and Jess start dating. And, oh my gosh, it's like the best episode where Schmidt takes all of Jess's birth control pills and Winston mm-hmm. has like a cat brothel in his room. It's like the best episode ever. But it ends with Winston going... To Nick and Jess, you guys are having sex, not inventing it. Stop talking about it. And that's all I could think of the whole time was like, you guys are just having sex, not inventing it. Stop acting like this is the greatest sex in the world. And when you mentioned that as we were watching it, it was when they were buying a bed, or because they were because they start to fool around on the bed in, yes, the, like store. in the store. Like I wanted that woman to just be like, listen, we all have sex. Get out of the store. Like, go, go be a normal person and not have sex in a store. Yeah. It was annoying. I felt like they're like throwing their sex life in everyone's faces. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there's <laughs> same episode of New Girl. Jess starts apologizing for like, talking about having sex. And she says, I'm just, I'm going through this sexual awakening and I'm a sexy nun and Nick is my sexy monsignor. And like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, oh, Elizabeth thinks she's going through her sexual awakening right now. She's going to have that same conversation with somebody that Jess had about her sexual awakening. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. It wasn't a good movie. It was not. I full on 
disassociated for like 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, I was where looking, I just I was, like was not paying attention. I was to looking at my phone throughout. Yeah, and I try not to while we watch the movies, but I just did not care. I try not to if it's not le- one I know. Very legitimately, well. no plot. No, it's, we're just gonna have sex for these nine and a half weeks. There's no growth that goes on. I guess Elizabeth decides, oh, I can leave this guy, but but like, like literally, you can take minute twenty five through thirty five of this movie, probably put it at minute hour to an hour ten, and yeah. no one will notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no straight line. But to they a plot. like tried to add plot lines, like her friend is sleeping with her ex husband, but like, no one was upset about it. And it didn't impact anyone's relationships. And it was just like this really weird thing that happened in one small scene. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And also, it's not like their sex was like super weird. They like blindfolded each other while they ate food. That sex in the rain after beating up people or winning a fight. That was odd, too. Oh, yeah, because she dressed up like a man. I swear this movie is a fever dream. Like, yes. did that really happen? Did I actually watch She dressed watch up like happen? a man, and just the homophobia amongst all of that oh, was also... Yeah. I mean, it was very 80s. It was, it was. Because, like, you want to dress masculine, go for it. But then, like, but it was, they started kissing, and people looked at them shockingly. And the reason they beat people up was because they yelled a bad word at them. Yeah. <laughs> out the window. Uh, because they thought it was two men. Yeah. It was just, it was so weird. It was so weird. Mm -hmm. However, we could have gotten a lot longer version of the movie because the director's first version was five hours long. What was the director thinking? Like, what? I don't... I I mean, this is a book, so they probably just did a verbatim from the book. Was the book a plot? Like, I have no I idea. I've heard that this, this follows the book really closely. Well, that's ridiculous. Add some other stuff. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. It's, it's, <sighs> I can't. Is that, are those the thoughts you have? Because I have some background. I think that's all I got. Movie. There's really not much uh, more. The director, Adrian Lynn, I think is his name. Line Lynn. Anyways, I don't know. I'll probably butcher his name, but I don't care. He um, did not allow Mickey Rourke and Basinger to talk to each other offset. The two were kept isolated from each other, and he would tell Basinger rumors about how Rourke intended to make her like or dislike him so that she would carry that attitude into the scene. He would also offer Rourke performance notes, but Basinger none, in order to unnerve her. In a very unusual and expensive move along these lines, he shot the film sequentially so that Basinger's actual emotional breakdown over time would be effectively translated to the screen. Kim Basinger owns 14 hours of deleted scenes that MGM thought was very psychologically damaging to people. The footage has never been made available for public viewing, even in the director's cut DVD edition. I have some what-ifs on actresses that were either up or wanted to play the Elizabeth role. Okay. Demi Moore tried to audition for the lead role. I could see her doing that. But Adrian... Uh, no, because I feel like the character was a little bit like... Oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Not vulnerable, but like innocent, kind mm. of. Well, and I can't really see to me more playing that like naive. She could have at this time because the reason Adrian Lynn didn't want her was because he didn't feel that Demi Moore was worldly enough at 21 to play a divorced art gallery curator. So it was kind of mm. the opposite. He thought she should be more worldly. Eh, I can't think of her like early stuff, what she was like. Well, I mean, at that point, she was 21. And then Jacqueline Bissett was asked to play Elizabeth, but declined due to the amount of nudity the script called for. Terry Gar, Isabella Rossellini, and Kathleen Turner lobbied hard for the role. Kim Basinger said she didn't feel like a real actress until she made this film. 
It's ridiculous. And apparently she's also declared this as her favorite of all the movies she's done. Albeit adding, I'm sorry that all the people who've seen Nine and a Half Weeks never saw it in its original form because so much was cut out of it. So apparently she wants people to see the five-hour version. I can't. But I can't. That's, I can't. That's legitimately everything I have that's, about this movie. That, I just... That's it. All I can do is make noises. I don't, like... I, And I, like, I'm not a prude. I'm not, like, I, I am sex positive. I don't feel like this movie had any purpose. It wasn't, like, sexually liberating. It certainly wasn't, like, a pro for women. Mm-hmm. I just, I, 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 I got nothing. I really tried, because I hated it the first time I saw it. But the first time I saw it, I was, like, 22, single, like, just, I don't know. I hated a lot of things then. But I tried really hard. I went into this one with an open mind. Maybe I'll like it this time. I've grown. I've lived. No, it's just bad. It's just bad. 13 years later, still bad. All right, so we're going to go ahead and go into how many cups of coffee. How many cups of coffee do you give this? I mean, one. I feel like I gave zero to the ones that grossed me out. This didn't gross me out. It was just dumb. I don't think you've given zero yet. Oh, okay, then one. All right, I'm also going to give this one. It's just dumb. What was the point? There's no reason for it. Done. It's an awful movie, really and was. which is why this is a very short podcast. Yes. Who would like this movie in the Gilmore Girls universe? Mm. Or who would like it ironically? Nobody. Nobody? It's not even, even one of those movies. Like, that's mm. what's so annoying about it. It's not like one of those, it's so bad, it's good. It's just dumb. I don't think anyone would like it. I don't think anyone in Star Hollow would like this movie. Wow. I don't think anyone would. No one would like this. No. If you are somebody who loves this movie, come on the podcast and tell us about why you love this movie. I highly doubt there are people. Well, I'm sure there are people who love this movie. I, I legitimately that feel that every single movie that's ever been made is somebody's favorite movie. I doubt there's much crossover between people who listen to this podcast Probably. and people who like this movie. Yeah. It was just dumb. The acting was good. I mean, I don't think that Kim Basinger or Mickey Rourke are like bad actors. Mm-hmm. It was just dumb and pointless, and there was no plot, and it was s- stupid. Like I just no, I, I, I just, I, 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 I can't. It's too much. It's a dumb movie. Too much bad. Too much right. stupid. Well, the next movie is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which can be found on HBO Max or Netflix. Yeah, I thought we would watch some of the kids' movies with our kids, but we're not watching that with our kids. After that, we have a couple Disney movies. Yeah, we can do those. Uh, we can do those. We cannot do but... Willy Wonka with our empathic, sensitive kids. Yeah. They would lose it. Yeah, so join us next time for Willy Wonka. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.